Welcome to Zero O'Clock, a podcast created to be a safe space to learn and grow. Grab your favorite drink and join us. Now brewing reflection. Welcome. Welcome. I am your co-host, Kay. And I'm your co-host, Carrot. Oh my god. We can never do it. We can. It's fine. So, how has your week been since last time we talked? <laughs> um, ridiculous. <laughs> uh, actually, I feel like these weeks are flying by so quickly. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it's already the middle of October. And for me, it's scary because I have to take my certifications test in exactly two months. And I don't feel prepared. <laughs> But I have been studying, so that's what I do on my downtime. Oh, no. <laughs> I know a lot of people who are, like, um, because I'm a poli-sci major, a lot of my friends that I know who are also seniors are studying for, like, MCAT and stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, I wasn't going down that route anyway. So it's, like, really weird. Yeah. I'm just annoyed because a lot of our professors were saying it's easier if we had some of our tests done already, but no one told us until this semester. I mean, I knew beforehand, but because of the pandemic, I couldn't take my test over the summer like I wanted to. So I'm just like pushed back by a couple of months and it's kind of frustrating, but there's not much I can do. And then on top of that, I've been debating on my master's and I I have to decide soon because I have to take my GRE but it's not even a priority right now until I get my certifications to teach yeah I understood nothing but (laughs) sounds like a lot (laughs) even Um, when people talk to me about MCATs and stuff I'm just like yeah you do you it's basically there's a reason why I didn't want to do law school yeah, I, the only way I explain it, it's like preparing for six SATs, and like if you don't. No, have- yeah, like that's that's basically the MCAT. No, I'm just saying, like I don't. It's all a lot, and when it's a lot, I don't understand. I refuse to understand. No, I so get it. Like- and I'm not worried about the the one test that I'm taking in two months. I've been, like I said, I've been studying, and I took a few practice tests, and that's fine it's the content test that scares me only because I'm really bad at every subject but English um and some of the questions are ridiculous like I looked at the tests for history and it's just knowing like random facts that I feel like we were never really taught so yeah my week's just been stressful thinking about that how was your week (laughs) um before I get into that disclaimer if um y'all hear noises in the background and like engines or you know cops whatever um there was a shootout in front of my house like a few minutes ago so it's a little crazy and right before we recorded I thought they'd be gone by now but they're still there so sorry about that I'm serious they shoot out by monster x before we get copyrighted (laughs) (laughs) they didn't find it on apple music wow apple music why wouldn't you have that on there it would usually be in your library oh i don't know how it works (laughs) i don't use apple you know sometimes sometimes like i talk to my cousins who are you know tech savvy and stuff and i just think i'm like really behind and I don't understand their lingo but then I talk to you <laughs> I am so behind on basically everything so yesterday um our school had we have like this concert series and I didn't know who Rico Nasty was and I'm just not I guess I'm just not with the times anymore I I guess I do earn the title of the grandma of the group because I literally don't know anything about anything anymore. (laughs) That's 
update, it seems like Twitter's deleting people's tweets. I am very upset about that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's part of that. Sorry. <laughs> that, that goes with how our week is going. Um, the Twitter isn't working. Yeah, and, Twitter's like having a breakdown. You spend a lot of your time on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, you should follow us. <laughs> <laughs> nice plug, nice plug. I'm not going to deny it. Um, anyways, going back to the topic at hand, my week has just been, eh, that's how I feel, eh. Um, I don't have a lot due this week, which is great. Um, but then at the same time, I feel like I do. I have a lot to do, which is just, I don't get it. That's a weird concept to me. I had, I did have a lot of like back-to-back meetings this week and it's exhausting. And it just reminds me of like, if we were in person, like how I would be running around from like building a building. Um trying to get all my meetings done in a day um thankfully I don't have to run around anymore don't you miss it uh, yeah I was thinking about it and I'm like I miss that feeling of like because like yeah it feels like I'm doing something productive being in meetings but it doesn't feel the same like as it would in person where I actually felt like it was kind of like a job (laughs) I don't know I mean, I miss that feeling. Um, yeah, I, I, that... I miss like all of us having our own separate schedules and then being excited for the night when everyone finally comes back home and we get like an hour of goofing off before we have to go to bed to start over mm-hmm. a stressful life again. Yeah, I wouldn't barely see you guys. I know. We used to to print our schedules out and, like, tape it to the wall so Mm -hmm. we would know, like, who's there when and, like, write our meetings and stuff in. And I... And and even then, my schedule was never... Yeah, like, my work schedule changed every week, so I didn't even know. But I, I, like, I miss it. I miss, like, wanting the, like, 30 minutes of, like, the time that we all had together. And now it just feels weird it's like whenever I'm able to text that's when I get to talk to everyone mm-hmm. yeah and like sometimes those hours like for example sometimes when you text I don't answer until like hours later because I'm like super busy <laughs> with something else and it like it feels so weird because I was talking to my cousin actually yesterday because I want to have dinner with them and I was telling her how it's like super weird um you know I was telling her how I normally lived my life um, on campus, and I was like, you know, when it was like midterm, I mean, any exam actually, during exam season, midterms and finals, like, especially finals, you know, the library was open 24 hours, seven days a week, and like, I missed that, and she was like, yeah, but that's like the luxury you had, like, you were on your own time, and like, for, like, she was like, for me, she's a high school student, though, she's like, for me, I'm running on my family's time, and I'm like, yeah, I'm experiencing that now, where it's like, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, and it's the main reason I decided to, like, go away to college, because I knew my family was going to be a really huge distraction for me um, as a college student, because I have such a big family, so, like, you know, there's literally party after party, happening every other day or like for example yesterday like my cousin called me she was like hey come over for dinner and I'm like well I can't do you know my reading that I have to do I'm gonna just go have dinner and it's like things like that where like my parents get invited and I feel like that has a lot to do with like just Mexican and like maybe Latinx mannerisms where it's like especially and like I hate it and I try to break out of it but it's still like really hard where you know the the oldest child or especially the oldest daughter like has to be with her parents all the time and has to like follow their schedule and if they get invited then like she has to go too and like that's what I'm dealing with where it's like I'm not only dealing with the stress of being a college student but I'm dealing with the stress of being you know the responsible older sister Mm -hmm. that has to like manage family time as well and it's like really exhausting and I feel like I've only been home for like a month but it feels like I've been here again for like seven and that is like mentally taking a toll on me and I'm just like 
exhausted. <laughs> and I think the biggest issue with all of this is obviously this was going to happen again. College wasn't forever. We were going to come back home. But mm-hmm. just the idea of it happening before it was supposed to. And then at least like if I guess the world was normal, we would have a plan on what are we doing once we graduate, you know? But it's like, yeah. we're still in college, so we don't really have a choice. Like, it's not like we were coming home to move on with our lives. Like, we're just mm-hmm. doing the school part at home. So for me, sometimes it feels like I'm back in high school where I have to, like, get my work done in a certain amount of time because I, like, I also have to spend time with my dad in the afternoon or, like, go to my grandma's or... I was complaining before that I have all these calls that I have to make. And I have all these calls that I have to make to deal with family things. And it's just hard balancing it all. And like I, like I was saying, we would have had to deal with it again. I'm just like not prepared to do the whole college thing and family thing at the same time. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm gonna talk about it a little bit later, (laughs) but, um, you know, I've been thinking, and, like, before, it would just be, like, oh, whatever, I'm, like, just thinking, but, like, now it's, like, no, I'm thinking for real, um, of, like, moving out, because, you know, it's, like, it's, the reason I feel like I, feel this kind of pressure is because I'm still living with my parents Mm -hmm. and it's it's always been a tough thing like you know um throughout like college where I'm away the majority of the time and then I come back and then I like slip back into this role but it was only for a few months and I was able to slip back out but like now it's like it's been going on for months because I've been home for so long and it's like I can't I I can only handle it for so long and like now it's actually getting to me and I'm like I can't live like this then. yeah yeah so it's like, that, that's my like that's my concern too I'm gonna fall back into the whole old ways of how I used to live before college and it's gonna be harder to move out like I feel like emotionally and like actually like actually harder to move out because I'm going to be so into everything again where I'm going to feel like there's no like good time to leave like at least after college it was like all right I'm giving myself a few months and then I'm leaving but right now I don't really know when I want to move out Mm -hmm. and what's the next step going to be so some days are just rough and I'm sad about it or I'm angry and other days I'm vibing I'm good and just never really know how it's gonna be yeah I've been trying to ignore it by going out with friends but then it's still hard because you know it's still a pandemic and it's like you know there's just not enough we can do and like that's what like I, that's why I'm trying to do like things over like the weekend so I can just like take my mind off of things because it's like you know it's school 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 every day and like I don't want to think about school for a second so you know and then I put something to do over the weekend to hopefully take my mind off of things um and just like not feel so pressured and like have something to look forward to um which is essentially what like this week has been where it's just like it has been like a really icky week and I'm not like I can't believe it's already Thursday but also at the same time I'm very happy because you know I'm going out with my friend on Saturday and it's what we've been looking forward to all week so you know there's you know a reason to finish off the week strong even though I feel like I want to pass out yeah I feel like when I don't have something to look forward to it's so dreadful like day by day um, I mean, my big thing that I'm looking forward to is not until, like, two weeks from now, but I, like, I, I don't have any plans for the weekends for two weeks because when I do go visit our third friend, um, I want nothing, so I'm trying to, like, stay two weeks ahead, so that's that's my plan for this weekend to get ahead, um, 
And it's hard now because it's not like normal classwork where it's just like readings or something. It's based off of how my classes go since I'm teaching. So I can't, it's hard to plan because I don't know how teaching's gonna go. I don't know what we'll get through in our like period together. So I'm just, I'm hoping that the weekend that I do go away, I'll be gone for like five days and I really don't want those days to be like filled with work when I just wanna have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I'm gonna have to edit this out. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, some days are definitely harder than others, and I feel like this whole week has just been hard. <laughs> yeah, it's been a weird week. I, I, I mean, yesterday it, it was like seven months since my mom passed away, and it was bothering me, obviously. Um, but even like besides that, there's stuff like that happened. And some of my classes about race that really upset me because I'm the only person of color in my class. So I feel like I don't really have someone I could actually talk to who understands it. Like at least last semester, I had a couple of girls who also were people of color and we just like, we had each other to lean on and now it's just kind of like awkward. And I just spent like the whole week feeling judged in all my classes and I just didn't want to be there. Yeah. I don't know what's like been bothering me this week. It's just, it's just not a week. (laughs) Which makes it sound really depressing and we promise that's not going to be our attitude for the rest of the episode. Um, but you know sometimes like we have to be real with each other about that and yeah not every single week is going to be a good week um and it's tough man but yeah gotta keep on I, I'm, I i'm just so used to even if i'm having like a bad day or a bad week having like you or like our other friends to cheer me up at the end and or even in like the afternoon and I obviously we don't have that anymore so it's just mm-hmm. like readjusting like figuring out like, what do I do now when since that's basically done but it's hard because mm-hmm. that was like three years of my life it's not like yeah. it's not like I'm being all like sad and depressed over like a trip or something like it was my life like a phase of my life is over um, yeah, and my dad doesn't really understand that, so it's also frustrating. And my brother too. He he's a freshman in college this year, so it's his first semester, and he doesn't really get where I'm coming from because obviously his college experience is a lot different than mine. So he doesn't know what it's like to make friends in college, and it's like it's like a second family that I'm not gonna ever see in the same way again and for me Mm -hmm. I'm very I'm a very emotional person and I get attached to my relationships in a way so it's just kind of weird that I'm never it is it's never gonna be the same for me and I don't know sad Mm -hmm. yeah transitions are tough college is tough um and with that attitude (laughs) um for this week we're going to talk about uh just self-growth in college in general and it may some seem weird that we're like talking about that after like just having like a (laughs) sad sad (laughs) um what would you call that um reflection (laughs) sad reflection on how college is going um but i promise like i I think, you know, my college experience was great. Not the greatest ending, but just, you know, besides that, besides the, you know, horrible ending, um, it was still a good experience. There was so much that I've learned. And I feel like constantly what I would do throughout, you know, our college career was compare myself a lot to my high school self and I'd be like I'm not up to par to like who she was before and I'd like downgrade my accomplishments a lot saying like you know telling myself that I wasn't doing 
as hard of a job as I know I could do. Um, but then, you know, actually looking back, especially last year and now senior year, because like now it's an actual close to the year or to the four years I've been in college, but I've seen just how I've changed and how I've grown um, these past four years and just how my mentality has changed completely um, and in my outview of things in the world. Yeah, and I think with me, the person that I was in high school is someone that I don't ever want to be again. And being back at home kind of like brings it out of me because I mean, I, I can't help it. I'm, I'm in the place where I used to go to high school surrounded by people I used to go to high school with. And yeah, we're all different people now. It's been four years, but I don't know. You, you just always go back to what you're used to. And that's all we all know in a way when we're together. Um, but the difference is I can like break myself out of it and I'm able to see the things that were bad about myself in high school and how much I've changed over the years. Um, so with that, um, we're gonna just go over some like self-growth uh, that we've done in college. Oh my gosh, that, helicopters picking up um so I feel like you know I like I said earlier like just high school I feel like I also put high school me in such a, like a high pedestal and I'm just like wow she was so great she was so awesome um and I don't give myself now enough credit for a lot of the things that she has done um and when when we were like writing down like our our points and just in general like the things that you know how we've grown um I realized like oh my gosh well you know high school me wouldn't do this and um I, I feel like one of the things definitely that I've noticed um and this was like I think I noticed it like sophomore year where I was just like wow that's I can't believe I'm admitting it, but also I can't believe that I actually thought that, um, was accepting that I make mistakes. And it sounds like so, like, what do you mean? You never knew what mistakes were? And like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I um, was always this really perfect, like, just perfect child. And it wasn't because, you know, that's what I wanted. It's because that's how I was, like, molded to be. And, like, um, my family put me on such a high pedestal all the time that I wasn't, like, you know, that pressure at such a young age ended up getting to me. So I was like, I can't make mistakes because once I make a mistake, I'm going to, you know, get frowned down upon. And my family, and my family, like I said, it's a big family, and we're really, really close and you know I knew that my mistakes were not going to be easy to cover up and everyone would notice um so all my life like I had to construct myself to be perfect all the time and do good in everything that I like you know was doing I couldn't be caught making a mistake because I thought that that was the end of the world and then when I got to college you know, one of the first things I did was make mistakes. <laughs> and it really took a toll on like my mental health. Um, and then about a year later, I realized like, wait, mistakes are like, I'm bound to make mistakes. Um, there's like, I can't pretend to be like I'm this perfect person because I'm not I can never be that perfect person um and it took a lot of growing like I still struggle with it a lot where I'm just like oh my gosh I I, I messed up like how do I quick like how do I hide it and you know I'm trying to like learn how to embrace my imperfections on everything um and you know using those imperfections and making it into something that 
can help me grow instead of, you know, diminishing myself. So that's definitely something that, you know, I've learned in college, but also that I'm still learning. Yeah, and I think that's most things though. We're always going to change. We're always going to learn how to handle situations differently and how to treat ourselves and how to accept things in our lives. Um, I guess my biggest thing from high school to college, when I first started high school, I, I, I was in a relationship and not when I first started college, I was in a relationship. What the hell did I just say? Sorry. Uh, when I first started college, I was in a relationship and I, I was with him for all of high school. And I really thought that we would make it through college. But the biggest thing was we clearly wanted different things. And I wasn't taking college seriously at first because I'm like this is just something that I have to do and get a career and then I get to be with him and we get to get married and that was that, that was my goal and it was never really what do I want to do with my life like what am I looking forward to in college it just felt like an obstacle or like like a chore that I just had to do and once we like broke up a few months into my freshman year I started to reevaluate everything. Like, what do I want to do? Realizing that I don't need to be with somebody to feel good about myself and basically making a name for myself. Because in high school, I was just known as his girlfriend and I didn't really know who I was. And when we had first broken up, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I like. I don't know what I want to do. And now I know like now there are things that I like that I don't like and it's not about somebody else and I think that's like the biggest thing out of all of this was being able to find myself in a way and figure out things for myself and not really depend on having a boyfriend or a partner so so yeah that, that's my first thing mm -hmm. Um, I feel like another thing for me, um, and I feel like I already mentioned it a few times, not even in just this episode, but just in general, um, and that's deconstructing, deconstructing toxic, um, mentality that, I mean, I'm pretty sure comes from, like, different backgrounds, but especially from, um, a Hispanic household where, um, you know, a lot of issues of machismo and um just how women aren't supposed to be doing um you know things like go to college and stuff um and I feel like I didn't really realize until I was in college where you know like minuscule things that were just happening and I'm like wait am I allowed to do this and then I was like why am I asking permission who am I asking permission to um but it definitely did take a lot of like deconstructing that toxic mentality um and i feel like i noticed that especially um i don't even know when but i feel like i'm noticing it more now where you know my complete you know concept of things have just changed um i'm more you know open and like um just like a lot of the things that I used to believe before I don't believe in anymore and my family still does and you know family influences it a lot um in the way that we think and in the way that we just perform and do our everyday life and now you know now I try to like not say anything um but also I have learned and I've, this is like another point that you know I have but I've learned how to stand up for myself and how to speak up for myself um so when like tough conversations come up with my family I'm not one to like stay silent like before especially high school me would not even think about saying a word because 
she knew that the minute I spoke up, like I was going to get in trouble and I was going to get called out by my dad and like all of these things. And like now I literally don't care and I tell it how it is. And I have gotten into arguments with family members, like really heavy arguments. And, you know, now they like tell me they're like, um, like, there's this one particular person in my family where she, um, they, uh, just tell me, you know, you know, I still love you, but, you know, we just disagree on a lot of things, and, you know, when that person told me that, I was so upset, because I'm like, that shouldn't hinder how you try and communicate with me, and, like, even now, like, after, you know, we had, it wasn't a fallout, but it was, like, you know, ever since we had that difficult conversation, um, that person doesn't really try and connect with me as much as they did before, and I had a feeling that it was because of that conversation that we had, where we were both on, like, the complete opposite sides of the spectrum, and, you know, it makes me feel sad, but at the same time, it also reminds me that there's just going to be people like that in the world, and a lot of the mentality that that person had was very toxic and you know their mentality just wasn't uh the best it wasn't um I don't want to say right and wrong because like I'm also not right all the time but um it just wasn't accepting to other people It, it just if it was a disagreement about you know silly things and yeah I could let it go but these were about like it was a conversation about actual human rights and you know I heard a lot of the things that this person has said about me um which wasn't bad but at the same time they were hurtful in a sense because you know now people are basically saying like oh now because you have a college level education you think you can say whatever you want and we can't correct you because you're going to ultimately be right. And I'm like, no, I'm just trying to have a civil conversation. And you're not trying to do that with me. I'm not trying to change your perspective. I mean, I hope I change your perspective, but I'm trying to just figure out where you're coming from. And, you know, yeah. But at the same time, I'm not going to feel sorry for myself because, you know, I know where my beliefs stand. And um, I know that a lot of the reason that, or the major reason that they think that way is just because of their cultural background. Um, So yeah, it's like deconstructing that toxic mentality that I've grown up with um, and detaching it from myself and also learning how to speak up for myself and just validate myself in what I believe in and that, you know, I shouldn't let people tell me what to believe in. Yeah, and I think that's definitely with me, too. Before college, I never really had my own views and perspectives on things. Like, I disagreed with my family a lot, but I never cared to say anything or to even, like, yeah, I disagreed, but I never came up with my own, like, beliefs. And in college, I was open to, like, different perspectives and different views and opinions and I finally got to create my own on different issues in the world. And then I'd come home and they're completely different from what my family believes in. But in a way, it just showed me like who I could actually be close with and who I couldn't in my family. And it just opened my eyes to also not like I don't have to agree with them and just because they're family doesn't mean I have to agree with them and keep them in my life and now like now now I really don't care and I I know that sounds harsh but there are just some people that I don't want in my life and and some of the some of the issues like aren't really big issues like I guess that's like my uncle I can't stand him and he just doesn't believe in a college education only like he makes fun of me for going away to college and thinks like I'm such a stuck up person because I went away but he only thinks that because his kids 
don't want to go to college or didn't go to college. And when I was in high school, yeah, they would say stuff about me because I was always like the smarter cousin or whatever. And, but I would still feed into it. Like I would still want to impress them and make them like me. And now I'm over it. Like I have my own views. I don't care if you agree with me. You don't have to like me and I don't have to be around you. And contradicting the whole thing, also being at college though, has made me closer to my family in terms of culture because in high school, being surrounded by a lot of people who are Guyanese, I thought being Guyanese was weird and wrong and I didn't accept it. And it took going away to college and being around uh, a lot of like white people, ignorant people, closed-minded people for me to realize that I do love my culture. I do love where I'm from. I do love the traditions that my family have. Don't like their views and I have completely different views and I might not be around them, but culture-wise, I love it and there's nothing wrong with being Guyanese, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I definitely feel the same way. Like, um, again, just growing up with my family (laughs) and being first generation, um, a lot of the things that my cousins were trying to teach me, like, I had a lot of older cousins. Um, I was kind of born in the middle where, like, I... I'm not technically the youngest. Um, you know, I have a lot of older cousins and I still have a lot of younger cousins. Um, and a lot of the way, like the way that I was brought up, taught, it was a lot from like my cousins who had already experienced kind of Americanized culture. Um, and a lot of the things that they would tell me, they were like, don't be proud of where we come from. And it was like that shame of like, you know, our, our roots, our culture, and it wasn't until I got to college, and I mean, it started to, like, when, like, dwindle down by, like, high school, because, like, I had more Mexican friends, and, you know, they were very proud of, like, Mexican culture, because they didn't have that same um, way of growing up like I did, so they were still very, like, ingrained into their roots while I was trying to cut mine off, and then, you know, that started to change, and then I got to college and I started taking more Latinx studies and just immersing myself more into like, you know, uh, clubs on campus that focused on that. And I realized, wow, a lot of the things that I refused to learn growing up, I'm learning now. And I began to embrace it. And not only just like in the more academic sense, but also in, you know, seeing beauty that I never valued before um with just the food that I eat and the way that it's celebrated by others so yeah so I definitely feel that we have a list of things I don't even know (laughs) what to pick (laughs) they're not in order I feel like each year of college, I definitely changed in different ways, and there are different issues mm-hmm. to discuss within each each semester. Like the first, like like I said, the first semester I was with my boyfriend, so I still had that mentality of needing to be with a person. And then the second semester, once we broke up, I started to figure out like loving myself and what do I want for myself and how to make myself happy and make like I I had a lot of friends who are not my friends now a few years later um and I feel like that it does make me sad but at the same time these people who aren't my friends anymore it they were toxic and I spent a lot of my energy trying to please them and trying to make sure that we were good when they weren't doing the same and one of my biggest things was learning how to figure out what's worth my time like I don't want to be friends with someone or have or be in a relationship with someone or have anyone in my life who won't treat me the same way and respect me the same way and and put in the same like time and energy in whatever relationship we're having and Mm -hmm. I feel like 
freshman carrot would have not done that like she would have been so greedy to have all these friends that she would keep anybody in her life just to say that she had friends and now I don't care like I I have like I, I have Kay and then our other friend and probably only like one or two other really good friends from college and that's all I need but that took years of figuring out that that's all that I need and that also goes to my whole like attachment issue I have like weird abandonment attachment issues from my childhood that makes me want to keep people in my life even if they shouldn't be in my life and it's something that I'm still working on but something that I'm able to now admit and begin to cut people off if I don't think they're worth my time Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that also was one of my points on like learning how to say no, um, because that was always a struggle for me in general, just growing up. And I think college definitely taught me how to say no to people um, just because of like the things that they probably are doing or just because I just didn't vibe with them. <laughs> and, you know, I don't have like a lot of friends, but I know a lot of people. And like just going around campus, I'm like, sometimes I hate walking through the quad because it's like every other person, I somehow know them and I'm somehow had a like had a conversation with them. I don't know, you know. But like I I am well acquainted with a lot of people there and that also goes with another one of my points where it's like uh, sealing off closed relationships and that's always been like my thing throughout college where it's like you know I because I know so many people I had to like pick and choose who were going to be in my close circle and that was really hard especially freshman year because I just knew a ton of people and you know it was like how do I figure out which is going to be my close friend how do I know I vibe with them and at the same time freshman year I was struggling because I was like I don't have like I I know people but I just I can't manage to move on to that friendship level with them and I was struggling with like that and like my mental health and then just planning to leave our college just ready to pack my bags and go um but then I started meeting people who really put in the effort to get to get to know me and you know I'm really thankful for those people in like my life who did that and I was able to seal off really good relationships with them and some of the best memories I have are with them and it just made me sad because I only was able to experience that for you know only half of my college uh, life because they were older than me but um they were my close group of friends and I like absolutely loved them and they were always there for me um and because I knew how to do that with them and I knew I was able to figure out how to close off those good relationships um I was able to do that more in the future with other people in my life also from college and just in general where you know I was able to see like oh okay like I'm going to try my hardest to be close to them. And if we just vibe really well, then I'm going to like close off that relationship as really well. And, you know, have that as a permanent relationship in my life, or if not, they're going to just stay as my acquaintance. Acquaintance. Um, so yeah, learning how to say no, as well as learning how to depict those good relationships. Um, and have those and have those stable good relationships relationships with people sorry i i got a test about homework but um you know me too with friendships i think i know a lot of people from school and i like i said i used to think that i had to be friends with everybody i needed to have close relationships with everyone but that's not true. It's okay to be on a on an acquaintance level with someone. It's okay to have really good friends. And I like dropped the whole label of like best friends a while ago. But I have my like few friends from college that I hope 
will stay in my life for a really long time. Um, but I also have people where if we don't continue to talk, it's not the end of the world. And it's not that I have anything against them, but that's just how life works. And it took being in college and losing people that I didn't want to lose to be okay with the whole idea of losing people. Um, and the whole like saying no thing, something I'm still dealing with because I always find myself in situations that I don't want to be in because I just don't like putting people down and like not pleasing them. And, but that goes back to my whole thing of I need to learn how to do things to make myself happy. And if I'm really miserable doing something, then I need to be able to stick up for myself and not do it. Um, something I'm still working on, but it's definitely something I can now do more often than maybe like sophomore year. I feel like sophomore year, I went through so much crap with certain people that I'm so glad aren't in my life anymore because they were definitely people that I was too too into pleasing like I felt like I had to I, like it didn't matter if I felt horrible or if they did something wrong to me I had to make sure they were okay and that I didn't get them upset and now like m my friends that I have now aren't like that like they're mature like I can we can talk they respect me I respect them and if we have disagreements it's not the end of the work an end of the world like you're always going to have disagreements but there are just some people where just the smallest thing that you would disagree that I would disagree on with felt like it was ruining the whole friendship and those aren't it was just added stress onto an already very stressful phase of our lives like we're trying to get through college I don't need someone mad at me because I didn't say hi to them when I walked into the room <laughs> mm-hmm yeah it do be like that um yeah that was just it was an experience because that happened you know right when I was finally learning how to like do things like say no and prioritize my relationships with people and then that happened in the middle of me or by the end of like I had already learned that skill so it was like a shock to my system and I was like whoa like I have to do I have to relearn everything that I've been teaching myself um so that was really you know it was really weird to experience and um but at the same time because I was already doing it I didn't <laughs> I'm, a, I'm gonna just say it but I didn't feel bad <laughs> just cutting those people well, off because I didn't like I had already taught myself to just And for me, it was harder because these people were people that I became friends with literally on the first day of school. So I didn't have anyone else. Like, Katie and I became friends. Like, we knew each other freshman year. We started living together sophomore year. And ever since then, our friendship has grown into this. Um, but without her, everyone else I met during freshman year and it's like I felt like if I lost them I didn't really have anyone else but then I realized like I said I don't need five million friends I don't need our whole friend group to stay together and why would like sometimes it felt like it was my job like I had to make sure that everyone was okay and no one was fighting but at the same time certain people never did that for me and it just got to the point where I realized that they're not gonna listen. I don't really care. Like we're you, Kay, and our only like our, our third friend were two of the only people who actually did care to be my friend and tried, while the rest of them it's like they wanted to be friends, but it was all one sided at the same time. And mm -hmm. they didn't care how they were treating people. And whenever there was a situation, they made themselves the victim instead. And I, I just didn't want to deal with that anymore. And 
for the longest I thought maybe it's just me like maybe I need to remove myself from the whole friend group like even with Kay like maybe I shouldn't be friends with you or our other friend and like I was the issue but honestly like once we stopped talking to them yeah we have our disagreements like Kay and I disagree all the time about everything but it's nothing compared to how it was with them like what we had to experience with them yeah, I remember I used to um, talk to my high school friends just to just because I needed other people <laughs> to like talk about what was happening, and I'm just like, um, can you please let me know if I'm the one bugging out or if it's if this is normal? Um, and you know, I I realized because I feel like I had them too, and I was able, to, and they were not, you know, part of the equation, so they really um weren't you know kind of choosing sides in a sense but also choosing sides because it was my it was me who was their friend <laughs> but at the same time they like were very um helpful on like telling me like hey like that's that's not an attitude you should have towards friends like that's not the way to do things and they're they're bugging out they're the ones that are you know not really trying their best and I'm like okay I just thought it was me mm-hmm. um and, and my, but like, the fact that other people notice these things happening yeah you know said a lot and, and that's how it was with me too like I had people outside of our friend group and I would tell them what was going on and I'm just like honestly like did I do something wrong and I'm not saying I never did anything wrong I used to say things that I shouldn't have said <laughs> like I was very in certain people's faces and like literally ready to throw hands at any second because I would get so angry and that's something I had to work on my whole anger issue like I need to like take a breather and relax and think about what I want to say instead of like getting in people's faces and screaming like I did during sophomore year like by junior year I try to stop acting like that I had my moments but like sophomore year I felt like every other day I was like blowing like steam was coming out of my air like I was ready I was ready to fight everybody like at all times but it also made me realize like who were my real friends within the group and there there was a huge divide between the group and I, I, I don't know how the other half is doing, but I think our half is pretty okay right now. Or at least, at least me and Kay are pretty okay. That's all I can <laughs> do. I can't speak for other people. Um, and I, like one of my points was handling conflict in uncomfortable situations. In sophomore year, definitely I didn't handle them well at all at first. And over time, I sadly I got you so used to it that I learned how to handle it and I'm still not perfect I I have my moments where I say things where I shouldn't that, that I shouldn't say and I like don't think before I speak but I now am able to realize when I've done something wrong and I think that's like one of the biggest lessons from everything that I've learned in college is being able to admit when I've done something wrong and understanding someone else's perspective and side of the situation and I always say now like whenever there's conflict it's not one-sided like clearly both people are upset clearly both people probably done and said something and if you can't admit yourself that you probably hurt someone else's feelings or did something wrong then I don't even want to talk to you and usually I'm not talking to those people anyway yeah I don't know talk for you was an experience and a half that was something I never thought I would live it, it it I feel like we're like when we talk about it we make it seem like such a big deal and I'm like maybe we're blowing it out of proportion but then I like actually remember and think back to it and I'm like no we're like downgrading it like it was worse than how we make it to like make it out and and I feel bad because Kay wasn't in the friend group. She was like a friend that I just met on the side. And then I brought her into all of this. And I'm like, I did not think it was going to go like this. I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry. And 
And one of my biggest things that I'm always salty about is the fact that, like, no one really cared to be friends with Kay until I, like, started doing it. Like, obviously, I should have. Like, I'm the one that invited her to, like, live with us. So, like, yeah, I was trying to be her friend. But no one else did. And then once we did start talking, people had an issue with it. And one of our conflicts was the fact that we were so close and everyone was mad. And I'm like, do you hear yourselves? Like, what kind of issue is this? <laughs> that that's. I feel like that's also when I knew that... Uh, I don't think they'll ever listen to this so good. But that's when I realized how selfish they were and how narcissistic they were in a sense because you know when you would talk about like or when I would see the conflict I was never really part of it like I was just witnessing what was happening um so when you know that happened or like suddenly we started becoming close and that was an issue when that happened and people were actually upset I was like hold on why is that a problem like I was, I, I just, I struggle to comprehend. I still struggle to comprehend. I still want to figure out how that's a, how that's possible. Um, it's been two years and I still have yet to find an answer for that. <laughs> but that's when I realized, realized that, you know, maybe I shouldn't put my energy towards those people. And I mean, I still tried because I was, nice and I wasn't gonna you know let the rest of the year just be weird and awkward but you know it was still struggle because they weren't putting that same energy out and but towards the end of sophomore year I gave up and I was like yeah and it, it was so frustrating because it's like they made us feel like we were doing something wrong and made us felt like we weren't doing enough or they just made made us felt horrible and made us felt horrible feel horrible sorry (laughs) it's made us feel so I know made us feel horrible and but they weren't trying like now that you like we sit and we think about it they never tried and it was always like pointing fingers at us but they couldn't see like why why things were happening, like, how they could have affected it, and, and now, I, I don't care, like, it, if you're listening to this, I don't know why you're here, honestly, um, I'll find it. um, yeah, but I don't know why you're here, but if you're listening to this, I'm not, like, I'm hating on you, but also not hating on you, no, I just, if you are listening to this, I don't regret what I said, I do think you're selfish and narcissistic, <laughs> um if you have a problem with it come talk to me um it's been months and I have yet to hear from you so let me know yeah I'm petty I love it and I think I I think that I will not edit that out (laughs) I think we all needed to grow up but we're like we could admit that we needed to grow up and we could admit when we're wrong and like the fact that able to talk about it now it's and like they can't just like it just shows who they are I feel like if I could like I could sit down and like tell people like what I did wrong what I said wrong what I shouldn't have done and I don't think they can to a certain extent I have had like some conversations with some people and they have like said what they've done wrong but not all of it and when I would tell them, like, well, you did this to me and I don't like it, they wouldn't see it in that way. And I feel like mm-hmm. if you can't do that, then I still don't want you in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, there's there's a lot of growing up to do, especially in college. And if you still, and like, that was just my entire issue throughout sophomore year. But like, this is just in general. If you're still using the same petty tactics people use in high school and in middle school even, then you have a long way to go. You have a long way to grow up. And I feel like mainly one of the reasons why I felt that way was because I grew up so fast, because I was the oldest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I there was just a lot of experiences in my life that I couldn't be a child forever. I had to take 
adult responsibilities at a young age, which I shouldn't have. I was young and I feel like I definitely missed out a part of my childhood because of, you know, the aggressive growing up I had to do. So, you know, seeing people my age who were acting not like adults, I found it, I found it so, you know, bizarre. And when it was things like the things that we were dealing with, which were adult situations, and they were treating it like childish things, I was very upset that they weren't taking it seriously. Um, and I realized, you know, they had, they had a lot of growing up to do. And I was more upset at their parents than anything. <laughs> And, and, but and like, what can I, I do? Like I said, I'm not saying I'm perfect. Like I definitely played a role in the immature behaviors at certain times. I I I was one of the people going around slamming doors and doing petty things. And but I can admit to it and realize why I shouldn't have acted like that to begin with, and know better for next time if I ever end up in a situation like that. And I hope. I hope enough time has passed. I haven't, we haven't talked to them in months, but m- maybe they have a whole new mindset now. Uh, I, I don't know, but like, I hope, and if they don't, then I hope someday they can, because in the real world, like you really need to grow up or you're just not going to make it. Yeah. So all in all, please be safe and responsible in college like it really is true when some like teachers and people in your life tell you like you're gonna grow up in that time and there's just a lot of things you're gonna get exposed to um like yeah have fun like we're not saying we're boring old people who don't know how to have fun but at the same time like it does take a lot of responsibility and a lot of growth like Mm -hmm. You're just, and it sucks that that's how our system is made, where we're pushed into like adulthood in such a bizarre way. But <sighs> that's another thing that I hate. It's another issue. And, and now we we are college students. We did do college student things, and we had fun. Don't don't take our stories and think that we didn't have fun. We we had our fair share of fun, but we also in other times knew when to be serious and when we had to focus on adult things because in this time it's also such a huge phase into adulthood you know because like honestly we haven't graduated yet but like you graduate and you literally just get thrown out into the adult world there's no like buffer Mm -hmm. zone really so you need to learn you need to like form your views like pick your fights learn how to handle like people you can't get along with like all these things while in college but still have fun like we're not saying don't have fun but yeah but I think that sums up well enough everything I don't know do you our, think our so? growth most of our growth our it's 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 also easier to give specific examples to explain certain things but I don't want to do names and I don't want to go too in detail and give things away but yeah we cut the toxic friends out and I'm glad with the friends that I have now and we're vibing that's my biggest lesson (laughs) biggest growth biggest growth biggest growth I'm not friends with the people I talk to on the first day of college. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it works, and sometimes it's, most of the time it doesn't, so. Yeah, no, you, you're gonna, like, meet different people throughout your time at school, at college, and not everyone's gonna be your friend, and you just gotta see who passes your vibe check. We all need to learn how to be a big Mhm. Mhm. Period. What a man. Anyways, I think that was the perfect way to end <laughs> this week's episode. Yes. Um. So yeah, follow us on our 
Instagram, Zero O'Clock Podcast. <laughs> and our Twitter, Zero O'Clock Pod. Um, um, away masks. Um, cover yourselves. Oh, stay warm because apparently it's snowing in some parts of the country. Um, I just, I had a very funny moment in class learning about that. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, we're nearing flu season, so please, please don't be dirty <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic. Like, anyway, get, get your flu um, shot. I, I do believe in the flu shot, so get your flu shot. I was learning about, um, STDs and HIV uh, during my reading, so please, uh, be safe, wrap it up. Um, honestly, should you be having intercourse during the pandemic? I don't know. Um, and yeah, stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> I was just caught off guard. I'm like, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Practice safe sex, y'all. Normalize it. Yes, cool. Anyways. Thanks for joining uh, us. Bye. <laughs> Bye.